Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent. I didn't think. All right, let, let's get right to it. Okay, guys, it's time for the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman Tangway Along for the Ride podcast, driven by our partners at Bet Online and also at, at Athletic Greens. Get going with AG One, and you'll feel better. Okay, so we got a lot to do here, guys. Uh, we're going to talk about Draymond Green, first of all. And I'm going to start with Bob Ryan because Bob has been covering this league for a long time. And fisticuffs uh, in practice or a game, at one point they were the norm. Now it's a big deal. So he punches Jordan Poole. He gets fined, but he is not suspended by the team. Your thoughts? Well, I don't know whether either of you have heard. Uh, uh, I saw about actually what happened and why he was moved to strike his fellow uh, warrior. And um, so I don't know, I want to just throw it out there and tell me if you've heard this or, or if you've heard something to the contrary or if you heard anything at all. And when I, it was a tweet the next day and it said it had something to do with the fact that Jordan Poole, who apparently has a big mouth, was going on and on about a new swimming pool that he has and was making, it was, and, and was bragging about the swimming pool and, and somehow got Jordan Poole and the swimming pool and, and then something about a goat of a pool came up <laughs> and I'm serious is what, what the tweet implied and, right. and Draymond Green had enough and he popped him. Now, Jeff, have you heard anything like that? <laughs> no, I mean, usually it's over a, a woman, not a swimming pool, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Usually that's what, that's what starts fist the cuffs among teammates. I have not heard this one. And uh, I, yeah, I can't believe it would be about a swimming pool. I can't either, but that's the only thing I've seen. Well, it's should he be suspended? It's my leader in a clubhouse till we get it refuted. Well, we're gonna run <laughs> have with you that. ever seen like have you you've never seen video of anything like this, have you, Bob? Because it's never we're in a different day and age right now of TMZ, where frankly, they can either throw a lot of money at a low-level video guy and throw 50 grand or hundred grand and get the video, number one. Or number two, the, the Warriors wanted to leak this. Somebody with the Warriors wanted to leak this out to make Draymond Green accountable, which they did, but they didn't because they didn't suspend him. Didn't suspend him. Uh, no, I right. I don't know. I I I I'm not. I don't. I'm not good thinking in any of those terms. I have no idea. I don't know uh, about the leak or anything else. Um, I just want you know. I just have some thoughts about Draymond Green in general, and yeah. and, and you know, there's he's never had the filter. 
you know, let me just say this about him as a player and, and what his contribution to this team has been. Because I was thinking about this before this ever came up. I'm talking about, you know, the anticipation that we'd be, you know, talking about him someday. Uh, one weeks ago, I said, if there is no team in the history of basketball, no team at any level from 1946 until the present day that wouldn't welcome that guy on their team for what he brings to the table on the court. Yep. Now, I don't know how much bull crap you have to put up with day to day, you know, to, to live, to get that, to, when they, so to get to the point where they throw the ball up for the 48 minutes, but his contribution is, is, is superb, is superb. Uh, he, he's a timeless player. He would be an ass. I could see him playing for the Minneapolis Lakers in the, in the, uh, in the odd in 1952 against the Fort Wayne Pistons as easily as I could see him playing now uh, tonight. And uh, he, he, he does stuff. He does the dirty work. Uh, he's two went both ends of the floor. Um, and he's a, he's a, he's an excellent auxiliary basketball player. Yeah. You know, he can't be your best player. You know, but boy, there's no team he wouldn't enhance. Okay. He also, and he's got four rings to, to show for it. There ought to be a fifth. And that's on him. Yeah. And that's part of what, what brought us to this moment we're having right now. That other, that, that, the whole package of Draymond Green. And for people who know what I'm talking about, that year he got suspended. They, I, they more than likely would have beaten the Cavs. And, and it was stupid. And, 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 and he's, you know, you talk about holding people accountable. How do you call the guy accountable for that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's my Draymond Green synopsis. Well, my, mine is I, I kind of, you know, I covered him in college. And when he first got to Michigan State, he was overweight. And you never thought he was going to turn into the player uh, that, that he did. In fact, I remember, I don't know if I've told you guys this story, but judging a, a, a dunk contest with him in in new orleans so. his senior year Go ahead, yeah. and we were taking a car service um from downtown from from the french quarter out i can't remember where they had it but it was me draymond and pierre uh thomas a little uh running back from the saints that judged and we're taking the car over and i remember saying to him like you know well first of all he was so excited that he was getting five hundred dollars to judge the dunk contest. It was like the biggest thing ever for Draymond Green getting $500. But then we had, you know, it was a 20 minute drive and I, you know, knew him pretty well. And I'm trying to kind of keep his spirits up about, Hey, hopefully you're going to make it in the NBA. Hopefully you're just going to make a team in the NBA and have a, a career of a few years. And you know, I come off the bench and this and that, and <laughs> nobody knew, including Draymond Green, what he was going to be able to do, it was kind of a perfect storm, right? Uh, a system, a coach, a GM who knew how to utilize him, needed his toughness to go along with some of those skilled position guys that, that Golden State had. Um, Draymond's been everything on the court that they needed. Like you, you, you can complain, but ultimately he gives them that edge that that team needs, right? Mm -hmm. they, Steph and Clay and those guys – they needed Draymond as much as he needed them. Yeah. But but to get to what has happened now, Gary, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that Draymond Green has not been suspended. He should be suspended for five games for this by his team. Not a game, certainly not nothing. And, and this is a joke to me for Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, who I have the utmost respect for. I love both of them. I think they, they're Steve Kerr is a fellow Arizona alum. 
Um, they're, they're the highest of, of character and integrity. And to me, you have to start holding Draymond Green accountable and you have to hit him with a five-game suspension here. Well, can the league be involved in this? Uh, I don't know if they can. I, I don't maybe. know on what basis. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it didn't happen in a game. Right. It happened in practice. It was, it was it was a private matter. No, they're you know. And so I don't see how the league could appropriately or or, or legally uh, you know step in. I, I, how many I games you guys think he should get? Well, I th- I think a five game suspension is is adequate, and I don't think it really hurts the team because it's early in the season. Right. I think that while in the past we've looked at situations like this as being a sign of masculinity and, <laughs> you know, in the old days, this is the way, you know, things were settled. No. This is a different time and you can't condone violence because you just can't, it's just wrong. You can't hit another person. It's, it's obviously wrong. I'm surprised the league's letting it slide. And I'll tell you why, because PR wise, it's not good. Okay. Now I understand what you guys are saying. It's, not a league event, but they're part of the league. And quite frankly, I'm kind of surprised Silver hasn't made a phone call or somebody. Jeff, I forgot. I, I don't know who the 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 boss is. You know, the I don't know who the sheriff is. It used right to now. be used to be Stu Jackson. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Kiki is it Kiki? Then it was like Kiki. Then it was yeah, Kiki for a while. Way? Well, okay. So but from a PR perspective, I'm surprised they didn't, you know, call up Golden State and say, hey you got to do something here because this is an image thing yeah. and you're part of the league. And that's what I'm surprised. I'm just shocked. People. I mean, I'm, you know, but I'm surprised I, the league didn't do something. I'm shocked. Kerr and Myers wouldn't have done it. Like it's just, those two seem like the type that would say, you know what? Enough is enough. It, like you said, Gary, it's not going to hurt him. Suspend him for five games at the beginning of the season. Nobody's going to care at the end of the day. They're going to be just fine. Um, and it kind of keeps the young guys happy for five games. So I, I'm shocked they didn't do it. The only thing I can think of is is maybe there's a little bit more to it that we don't know about with Jordan Poole, or, or B, they're going to try to trade Draymond. They don't want to make it even more than it is. They're going to try to get rid of him if they can. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I well, saw Curves and heard him this morning, and it was a full minute of – We've had these discussions and endless discussions and one on one and team and every kind of discussion you can have and all kinds of blah, 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 you know. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, defending themselves about why they didn't, you know, and we've come to this conclusion, you know, I don't, again, if it's the playoffs, I get it. If it's a playoffs, you may not hit them. These are five, if you're going to do five irrelevant regular season games, make a point here. Maybe throw this one out there, and I mean, I'm, and this is wild. This is just wild. Do you think that one reason, Gary, that the league doesn't didn't get involved? With, oh well, it's Draymond. You know who's shocked? I mean, if Maybe. someone told you, if someone painted you a hypothetical picture that an NBA player of, of some consequence would pop a teammate over God knows what during a practice, the short list would have included Draymond Green. Yeah, he's no, no doubt. doubt about it. No, so we'll, we'll Marcus wait. Cousins, if he were on a roster, right. <laughs> So to, to, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, hey, did, wait, wait, before, before we move on, Gary, Bob, any story back in the day from like the self, the bird McHale, did they ever get any like actual fisticuffs? 
No, um, I don't remember any internal fisticuffs. So now maybe I'll think of something if I, you know, now that you put it in my head and we'll I'll be address it next week. Who but, would have been the guy? Who, who would have been the two that you would have expected if somebody had come to blows back from those Celtics teams? Who would it have been? Who, who would have just pushed whose buttons to where they might have thrown a, a haymaker? Well, you know, Dave, Dave my boy Cowan, got, got, was involved in, in this three or four on-court fights, yep. but that, but I don't see anything. I can't think, you know, ML was not afraid to, you know, to antagonize. But he annoyed, he, he annoyed opposing teams. Right. But not nobody did. No, I don't think we yeah, had. A, I mean, uh, you know, you're pushing somebody. I, I'm with Bob on this one because I was around a little bit too, but I mean, pushing somebody, getting in a, a shoving match, like punching a teammate is a whole new level. The yes. one that Bob, I mean, I think Bob was actually, I think it happened right in front of Bob was the Cowens one where he said, now that's a foul. Oh, well, that's right. different. That's, that's, that's in a game. Oh, that's one of my favorite anecdotes naturally. And Oh yeah. That, that's in a game. And, and that's, you know, that's a whole other story. That, that's a whole other way, you know, but, Cowens package, uh, you know, but, but the thing that concerns me about this is, and this is why I think the league has to do something. If you push somebody or, you know, you get pissed off and you yell, but like when you close your fist and you punch somebody, eh, that's not good. Anyways, we got to move along because we want to talk about Victor Webinyama. Um, Jeff, by the way, I'm going to go back to one. I just thought of one, and then we'll go to Victor. What's that? Ron, Rondo and Ray Allen. Oh yeah, that was that's right. That was, and that <laughs> right? was alleged. And that was allegedly over a woman. Exactly. It, it usually <laughs> is. Uh, that's one that wouldn't have surprised me if there were a couple yeah, that's of after, that's after I, you know, left the scene. On yeah. A, yeah, that that that. Yeah, Sorry, that's right. I, I didn't mean to go that. back, but that one hit no, me. No, that's fine. No, I forgot about that one. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, so uh, Webinyama, Jeff, how old are you now? Okay, so he played in a couple of exhibition games, and everybody is saying this guy is going to be better than LeBron. Uh, Jeff? The greatest prospect of all time. That's what they're saying, Bob. And uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, I heard Richard Jefferson say it, that if, if Webinyama was uh, in the same draft as LeBron, like LeBron came around today, and he were in this future NBA draft in June, that Wembenyama would go number one ahead of LeBron. I, I'm, I'm not ready to say that. I know when Victor's seven five, seven four, whatever he is, he's long, he's skilled, he, he's terrific. All I know is LeBron was like the biggest can't miss guy that I've ever seen. Okay, like there was no way the guy wasn't going to be a superstar and one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Can we say that about Victor Wembenyama when we see that body and that frame? I don't know if we can. 
that's the difference for me between LeBron and Victor. Now, Victor's upside and, again, his ability to shoot it, his ability to put it on the floor, his ability to run the court, finish over the rim, all of it, smooth, talented, skilled, athletic, all of it. But, man, I'm just not ready to put him ahead of LeBron here. Like, come well, on. skill set that, you know, and along with the somewhat reckless uh, uh, comparative body is Giannis. It's Giannis. Of a, of Giannis a, years ago, though. Giannis years ago. What I'm saying. But Not Giannis now. Giannis is a man. Yeah. But, all right. Yeah. But, all right. So, then who I Yeah. We have two in one, you know, in one era here, because right? Chet, Chet Holguin's got the same body. And 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 has a a, a skill set that you know is not normally associated with a guy at, at, of his size and, yes. and, and uh, body type. Um, all right, so that one's uh, better. That's a better comp, except Victor's taller and and he's got more room to add weight. That's the difference between him and Chet. I don't know if Chet can add a lot of weight. I think Victor can look like Giannis in uh, six the, seven years. All right, I'll get right. The, the the thing that amused me, and I I I contacted uh, Jeff Gary. After the initial huzzas at uh, the first game uh, that we saw him on TV that afternoon game, or the, uh, the night, anyway, the night game, right? That the first one, um, he had 37 points. He made five threes in that one, I think. He made seven in the next one, but anyway, and he had either four or five rebounds, and that's what jumped out at me. I'm an old school guy. I'm going, wait a minute, Can we is anybody put off by that other than Bob Ryan? Uh, well, Jeff, is yes or no? Nobody, I guess, huh? I mean, listen, I, I don't think he's going to be this guy, at, again, with his body build that is going to go out there and get 15 rebounds um, today. How but about 10? How about 10? I think, he, you know, I think he can be a guy that, again, as he gets stronger, okay. can average 7 to 10 rebounds in the NBA, but it's not going to happen as a rookie or in the second year. Um, he's going to get pushed around a little bit. Um, but, yeah, he, he is – He's so talented. He's a clear-cut number one pick. Uh, Danny Ainge uh, and others are going to tank, whether it's the Pacers, whether it's it's Utah. There's going to be a lot of teams tanking, not just for him, but Scoot Henderson, who he played against, is a big, strong athletic point guard that a lot of people, Jason Hart, their coach, compared to, to Derrick Rose when I talked to him. And uh, this draft's it's, it's deep at the top. Um, but Victor, man, is is the prize because, again, when we said we've never seen anything like Chet, well, this takes it to a higher level because, again, Chet was, you know, 7'2", around there. This kid honestly makes uh, Chet look small. When you put them next to each other and they played against each other last year in the summer, mm -hmm. the picture, if you see it, it legitimately makes Chet look small. So <laughs> – this kid's going to be a a, a a guy that people, again, try to mortgage their franchise for um, because his upside is that high. How old is he? I think 19. he's turning 19. He's 19. Yeah. Okay. okay. Turned 19? Yeah, okay. he's 19. Well, it's going to be fun. To, it's going to be very intriguing, obviously, because, you know, the, as the game evolves physically, and we, we, we've got, you know, and, and it, we've now reached a new plateau. We've got a 7-5 guy to make. He made seven threes in the, in the next game. I believe he's 18. He turns 19 in January. He made seven threes. Am I correct? He did. did. He did. And, and, you know, the other part I like is that he came over here. He's not hiding, right? Oh, he's not he's, hiding. By the I, way, can he talk? I mean, he, he's, yes. he's, 
he he talks game too. I mean, he he's, does. He's he not does. shy. He's not. He's. No. Oh boy! I mean, you know. That's, what was his quote? If I, if I'm not around, Scoot Henderson would be the number one pick, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love that. That's cool. I do too. Out of a kid from from Paris, it's funny. I was in Paris this past um, summer, and uh, if I hadn't gotten a vacation and you know been with my wife and daughter, I I, I was scooted. Literally, I was ten minutes from from where he grew up. Ten minutes. And uh, I wanted to get over there, but I knew my wife would. Not uh, yeah, I was going to say yeah, you, yeah, you, good, you thought about move. it, but you good definitely move. thought about it. <laughs> I did think about it. I did. <laughs> All right. Well, let me um, do this. It's in the watching lesson. All right. So the Ball brothers are having problems here. Oh. Lamelo and Lonzo. Uh, Lamelo's up with a sprained ankle, but let's start with Lonzo here. He's got to be gone for another six to eight weeks, Bob. As that knee continues to be a problem, they had to clean it out again. Well, that's trouble. Uh, you know, right here in River City or in Charlotte and. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, I mean, wherever the hell. Chicago. Bar. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Right. Of course. Yeah. It, it's a toddling town. No bad because, you know, the bulls, the bulls have been trying to piece something together for a couple of years with it. You know, that looked like it was promising and it, and it's two steps forward, uh, three steps forward and two steps back. And to me uh, on their whole progress as a team, you know, and this is important. Yeah, this is really serious. This, you know, if he's going to be out that long, I mean, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to survive, uh, uh, I don't think in that conference. Do you? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, the Bulls are in trouble uh, without Lonzo because they're going to be out for a while. And listen, without Lamelo and now you know Miles Bridges, um, they're in trouble. You know, they're not going anywhere. They need. It's funny because they were a team that I think a lot of people were intrigued by, excited by the upside and. Miles Bridges took a lot of that away. Uh, mm. You know, remember like the day, right? Wasn't it the day before he was eligible to sign like a max deal yep. was when he assaulted uh, or, or uh, at least allegedly assaulted his uh, girlfriend. And, and yep. now yep. nobody yeah. can. They're, they're, yeah. you know, we think we got problems here, but they got, we don't have any problems compared right. to they got. Right. And this and is. We don't, a, I shouldn't, I shouldn't amend that. We we have a, had a couple of uh, roadblocks put up, but uh, still the Celtics are in good shape. Uh, yeah, much 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 better shape than the Charlotte Hornets. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I, looking at this situation, guys, it made me wonder, or made me um, look back. Remember when these young men were all in high school and college, and the father I remember? was the show. Yes. And then we were all. I mean, I was like, man, are these kids going to be any good? Is this are they going to flame out? And that's all in the past. I, I, I mean, the, the father wasn't wrong. He's got a couple of legit players on his hands. Well, if anyone knows from the ground floor, you're talking to him. And, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, right yes. there, and, and Jeff, and he was there, saw it all, and, and, and lived with it all, and lived with the old man. and lived Too with much it. of it. I got too much at the end in Lithuania. But I, I will say it was entertaining. Um, I remember the last time I was in Chino Hills, and I went out there a couple times, the last time was probably six months before he went to Lithuania and we were in the back and they've got this little uh, like court right in the back that he built for them. Um, and LaMelo was 15, I believe. And uh, I was kind of egging him on because he couldn't, he couldn't dunk. He kept trying to dunk, he couldn't <laughs> dunk. And I was just having fun with him, making fun of him. And he kept trying and he couldn't do it. And uh, to see again, his progression, and I give him a lot of credit. I was wrong in, in some ways about LaMelo. 
Like, obviously, you knew the talent was there. But mm-hmm. I just didn't know if, number one, he could buy into being a really good team guy. And number two, if he would guard a tree. And he's still got a long way to go defensively. But he's matured. You know, his teammates love playing with him because he does pass the ball. Oh, it's a great pass. It really well, is. Well, this is the everything thing. he was supposed to be in the passing game. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, but, Bob, Bob, what I love about this story is, like, we all know, like, the father, LeVar, I mean, he had – but the kids aren't jerks. At least they no. don't appear to be. No, I, Lonzo's the best. Like, Lonzo does not say two words, just wants to play ball. LaMelo was admittedly a spoiled youngest child who was, again, given a Lamborghini when he was old enough to drive. I think even before he was old enough to drive, he was spoiled. And the middle one, again, I said it all over and over and over. He's a fringe overseas player who the Hornets keep bringing back in for, like, training camps just to appease um, LaMelo and make sure that they can keep him um, as long as they possibly can. Because LaMelo, if he stays healthy, there's no reason he can't be a top-10 player in this league at some point in his career. Top-10. Well, well, I speaking yeah. of uh, offspring of famous people, we must take note about Bronny's news. <laughs> Not surprising. Not surprising. <laughs> what a shocker. But really, something. It just welcome to 2022 chapter. Fill in the blank, right? Yeah, he gets signed by Nike, which is no surprise. Obviously, his dad has made no, no. millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars off it's Nike. Still, it's still, but even then, but even then, so the kid signs, but also the kid has something. He's a nice kid. You said he's likable. Um, really, he's, he's marketable. Yes, I mean, and I mean, whether I'm going to give the kid a little credit. Because, sure. yes, obviously his father helped the situation. Like you said, Jeff, he's a top 40 player. But he's marketable because he's likable. And, yes, that happens to be his dad. But yeah. the kid does have a little something. And the kid the kid isn't arrogant at all about it. Right. That's he's the, very likable. That's the beauty of, of the kid. Now, Nike also signed – they signed like five kids. Uh, yeah. One of the other ones was a kid named uh, DJ Wagner. Okay. Oh, yeah, I DJ know. Wagner is I know those, son. I know that lineage. I know you do. Very I well. know you do. So <laughs> the son, Gary, follow this, the son of Dewan Wagner, who played for John Calipari at Memphis, the grandson of Milt Wagner, who played at Louisville. Okay. Now there's a battle here, and, and DJ is like a top, I think he's a top tennis player. Some people rank him number one in the country <laughs> in next year's class. All right, so he signs with Nike. It's a battle between Kentucky and Louisville. Again, his father played for John Calipari, who's the head coach at Kentucky. His grandfather was hired by Kenny Payne, the new coach at Louisville. Okay. And grandfather played at Louisville. Uh, Kenny Payne played at Louisville and the new head coach, all this. So it's a battle between the two. Now, again, if the kids just signed with Nike, oh, by the way, Kentucky is a Nike school. Louisville is not a Nike school. Right, so right, right, where do you think he's probably going to end up? Right. No one knows. I, do, I don't usually indulge this way. And really, I, I avoid this topic of line of age thing, you know. But Milt, the idea that this is Milt Wagner's grandson does shake me up a little. This, Crazy, for right? some reason, this one gets me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for Milt Wagner's grandson yet. All no. right. Well, Sorry. listen, coming up, we're going to go down memory lane this day back in 1979 with Bob Ryan. But first, I have to tell you that our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. 
Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and the NFL details. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs. Uh, live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino games. It's really easy to sign up. You can do it on the website today or your mobile device. Promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Athletic Greens, you want to feel better? Start taking AG1 because it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens is over 7,000 five-star reviews. Recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts. So check it out. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com hoops. Again, that is athleticgreens hoops to take advantage and take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop and a cup of water every day will do it. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Uh, this day in 1979, Magic Johnson made his NBA debut, a 103-102 win over the Clippers. Larry Bird made his NBA debut, 114-106 over Houston. Bob, this is your wheelhouse, my friend. Let her rip. Well, I'm going to start with Magic because that's the famous game in which Kareem wins the game with a hook shot from the practically the foul line and magic jumps over into his arms, you know, and, and Kareem has to inform him. They got a kid. We get 81 more. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, as far as uh, Larry's concerned, uh, I don't remember. I, what I most remember about the game is Chris Ford uh, became the first man to hit a three point shot in NBA history. And, uh, that was the only one he took that night, by the way, and he made it. Larry attempted one three-pointer. I don't remember his attempt, and he missed it. Larry debuted, folks, uh, in a 1-14-106 in a, um, uh, went over the Rockets before a sellout crowd at the Garden uh, with 14 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists in 28 minutes. The, the uh, team was led by Cedric Maxwell, who had 22 points, uh-huh. and... Tiny Archibald launching into a terrific comeback year. Tiny Archibald uh, had 13 points, 11 assists in 38 minutes and uh, uh, ran the team. Anyway, um, Larry, it, it was a sub, rather subdued opening night, as I recall. You know, as I said, the numbers aren't dazzling. 14 points, 28, 6 for 12, uh, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 fouls, and no steals, no turnovers, 2 turnovers. And over one on threes, and uh, that that's that. So, uh, and this was just that, that that's how it all started, folks. And uh, um, that that's it. But hey, I, Bob, can we talk about? I'm looking at the numbers for Larry, and I cannot believe what I'm looking at. 
year one from three, he shot 41% from three, okay, which sounds right. Year two, 20 of 74, 27%. Year three, 11 of 52, 21% from three. How the hell could Larry Bird shoot 27 and 21% and then 29 the next year? I don't know. You know, I've looked back at those numbers at times, too, and I marveled and to think about what he became. And, you know, I guess, you know, but this is what the truly great ones do. They don't rest on laurels. They get yeah. better. They go home. They work on it. I'm, you know, obviously, Larry worked on it. Larry worked on it and, and made it into an important part, you know, part of his repertoire where, where he became as, as associated with the three and as anybody of his time by the mid 80s. And, Crazy, though. You know, there was one stretch he had in, later on in his career, again, this 85, 86 season, when he had a road trip and he went 25 for 34 on threes. And I mean, you know, so that's a long, long way from the numbers you just cited. It is. It's 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 dazzling. mind boggling, mind boggling that, that, that a guy like that who, again, he shot well as a rookie from yeah. three and shot a ton I don't know of what them. that was all about. I don't know. I. How he fair? shot 143 of them, and then the next year shot only 74. It could probably because he couldn't make any. So well, he, he said, "The hell with it. You know, if I'm he, not making them, I'm not taking them." Yeah, no, that's that's uh, rational. And because he, he was against the three in philosophy, he told me you know, at the time that he didn't like the idea of the three. But you know, it was there. You know, and all right, all right, you know. Well, he certainly he certainly changed his tune. I blame it on Greg Kite. Did he meet Greg Kite then? <laughs> and, it, and then too, too many Miller lights, too many nights with Buckner and Kite. That's what well, did, did the three in. I don't know. I would not know. Well, I don't know about, well, Kite, good Mormon boy. I don't know. I don't think so. By the way, you know who had a good game and had a good, a really good season was Chris Ford. Uh, Chris Ford had 17 points in that opening night. Wow. And, and, uh, uh, and, and he had a, you know, he had a really solid year, but here's the funny thing, guys, after taking that three, and making it opening night, he doesn't take another one for 15 games. He doesn't wow, attempt. So strange. He doesn't take another one till game 16 at New York when he went two for three. <laughs> hey, hey, imagine how many Chris Ford would take. These doesn't years? make. I said he does. He does. He took Man. nine. He was zero for nine in the next 15 games. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he was considered a specialist at the time. Oh God! Uh, as, as we put a bow on this one, gentlemen. Uh, I look back, Magic and Larry, and I just remember how they saved the league. Correct, Bob? They get too much credit, in a oh, sense. They, okay. they, they, they help. Yeah, they, but you look at it. You know, it's still second year. The, the, the they, they focused on. The, I just don't want to go too far to say they totally saved the league. They certainly were instrumental in, in turning things, helping the league turn around. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. And they set the table for Michael. You know, quite frankly, you have to be honest, Michael, and and it, it took it over the top. But they set the table for them. But they Victor, did. Victor is going to save the league. And what they did was, Victor. was uh, you know, the passing was this key part of it. Really was. It was the fact that they glamorized passing. Bob and didn't, that, hey, no. Gary, Bob didn't hear that. The yeah, I heard you. I heard it. I, I, I heard it. <laughs> hey. What, hey let's, let's, throw another, let's throw another one at Bob. Season two of Winning Time of the Lakers will be out soon, Bob. God. Well, I have to go out and buy large economy-sized barf bags. Then, so. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. Brought to you by Bet Online and Athletic Green. Ryan, Jeff Goodman, and Gary Tagway. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week.